We are a global network of value-centered professionals and entrepreneurs supplying information, resources, and strategic relationships to keep ahead in our world. We seek to influence the emergence of a new generation of leaders to become aces in their different fields of endeavor. We mentor, train, and network people with shared values and aspirations. We are Ace Foundation, connecting people of like minds all around the world. We're going to look at the first few verses of the first chapter of the Bible. Verse 1 on to verse 5. Now it says on this note, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. So he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. There was evening. And there was morning the first day. Hallelujah. I'd like you to give very intense attention. And let nothing distract you. I bring to you a few words. Of very deep words. I want you to put yourself in the place of God in this enterprise you see today. God began an enterprise. See him like an architect who designed the world the way he wanted it to be. And after his creation, you know, a house is first of all built on paper before it's built on the ground. As a matter of fact, in some parts of the world, even here in Nigeria, in Lagos, there's something that is called off-plan purchases. Some of the adverts you see on the newspaper that has beautiful designs of houses that are on sale do not exist. They only exist on paper, so they are called off-plan sales, and they are cheaper than when it's finally built. So you see, buy a flat for such an amount of money, and you rush to the venue, and what you see is empty land. What actually is... Where the house is, is on a piece of paper. So God, every house, every project begins that way. It begins first and foremost as an idea, a concept that an architect draws on paper. This is how it's going to look like. This is how tall and how wide and how deep it's going to be. In just the same way, everything you do in life begins that way, like a thought, like an afterthought. And some of you, like architects, Go a step further to document your thoughts on paper, either with a pictorial drawing or by writing. And you write it down, the things going through. By the time you're done, you have something on paper that's a representation of a dream in your heart. But most times what you see on paper is just a figment of imagination. It does not truly represent when the facts on the ground. So God begins a project and when he's done with it, what we are told is the outcome of a project commenced and initiated by God the Father himself is that it was formless, it was void, and it was full of darkness. Is it possible that the maker of the universe can champion a project with such an outcome? I find a lot of hope in the way the Bible began. It just reminds me of how our Messiah, the Christ, began. Now, some of you worry about not having a good accommodation. 
God designed it for him, for his first accommodation to be in the manger, a place where none of you would want to live. But that's where he was born. And now you find in the Old Testament such a thing happening again. God embarking on a project that from all intents and purposes it looks like a failed project. There's nobody here who would want to embark on a project that would end like this. Nobody wants to marry a formless woman. Nobody wants to have a formless marriage. Nobody wants to have a formless business. There's nothing you go into in this world that you want any of these three outcomes to be the outcome. But that is what happened with God the Father. Now, what does it mean to be formless? Oftentimes, you want to translate scripture by your knowledge of English. It's always good to be exhaustive in your interpretation and make sure that your interpretation relates to the context of scripture. Now, to be formless does not really mean that it had no physical form. Because the world that God created actually did not have a physical form. If you look at the skies, you can't describe its form. So, what the Bible actually means by formless is something that has no definition. It has no clarity. Is anybody here who says, have you ever had somebody say, I don't have a clarity of vision? Have you seen somebody in the dark before? So that's what it means for something to be formless. It lacks definition. It's hazy in the eyes. A lot of Christians are like that. You have an idea of your future, of what God has called you to. Well, most times when you ask people, what's your vision in life? They keep quiet. They find somebody who is talkative and they want you to keep quiet. Ask him, what's your life purpose? He will think. And then he will try to invent something very scientific that he doesn't have the slightest clue how to arrive at. Just make, you know, but that's it. So to be formless, so God, God's project, God's vision, didn't have clarity. That's what it means by being formless. Then he said, it also was what? Void. And then your interpretation of void is something that is empty. Am I correct? But no, it wasn't void in the context of emptiness. It was void in the sense that, you know how you say somebody, somebody, um, an election was voided. An election was declared null and void. What it means is that that thing lacks validity. It lacks institutional endorsement. Can I give an example? You know what it means for somebody to go through law school, finish law school, and doesn't graduate. I mean, he's done. His papers are hanging. He asks the person, did you, what are you? He doesn't know how to call himself a lawyer. He hasn't been called to the bar. But has he gone through the legal training? Supposedly, yes. But he doesn't have an institutional endorsement. Same with a medical doctor. Until that medical, until NMC or whomsoever, I don't know who though, issues that certificate. The person is afraid to claim he or she's a doctor. He can tell him, he can say so amongst his friends and colleagues, but that's how far it goes. That's what it means to be void. So you lack credibility. You lack validity. And a lot of you are in that situation tonight as we speak. 
And I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I'm saying that to encourage you. To let you know that the author of your salvation found himself in that spot too. And he embarked on a project that lacked clarity, lacked validity. And the worst of it all was that it was full of darkness. What does that mean? It is not darkness in the, in the sense of darkness as per power has taken light. No. But darkness in the sense that, you know, you can be very talented. You can be very equipped. You can be very endowed. Yet, everything, all your potentials are veiled. They are not seen. They are not visible. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, it's just like people walk into this place and they say, wow, we didn't know this kind of place was in this city. I've had numerous people say so. You know the reason why? If we were in any of the major streets and had this big signboard, this foundation, there's nobody in this city that wouldn't know us. So, but our remote location, that's what it means to be in darkness. That means that your potential is invisible to the people, the investors, the market, the personal partners, the customers you seek. So even though you have a lot to offer, there's nobody making any demand on you because you're not visible, you're not known, you're not seen. You can find a girl who is beautiful and yet nobody ever says, hey, hi. Because there's a, sometimes that veiling can be a spiritual veil that the devil drops on a person. And no matter how hard you walk, nobody notices. No matter how well you sing, no matter what you do, nobody notices. So our father embarked on a project that lacked clarity, lacked validity, lacked visibility. When he finished, verse 2 tells us that something happened. Or verse 3. Did you notice how verse 3 starts? It starts with the word, okay, and God said. Now my translation, what you have there is, then God said. Now think about it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 3 says, Then, after the creation was done, and we discover it was an imperfect outcome, it wasn't the true representation of the thoughts and intents of the creator. Then, God said, May I show to you today that the person who stepped in in verse 3 was not the person who was at work in verse 1. Okay? The person who was at work in verse 1 was the father, the designer, the architect of all things. But when he was done with his architecture, have you ever had this, this statement before that you can build a house but a woman builds a home? Have you had that kind of thing before? I mean, take for example this facility. You've got to see how it was before we moved in here or after we moved in here until mommy put her touch on it. Now what you see today, it makes it lovely, accommodating and good to stay. It's not, it's, it's her touch. So if you go backwards to how it was before this outcome, you see, you can understand how the world was when the father was done. So when the father was done, his work was imperfect. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want you to miss what I'm about to say tonight. That even God the Father could not produce a perfect outcome without networking. 
with other members of the Godhead. Is somebody following me tonight? Is the reason why the marriage institution is built. We are all created to be interdependent. There is nothing that God made in this world that is a whole. There is no body who is capable of starting a project from conception to realization all on his own. We are all called to coexist because even God himself is a coexistent God. So he finished the project and it wasn't good enough. How do you think you can do anything alone good enough? The biggest challenge believers have, the body of Christ, the body of Christ is like a dormant nuclear arsenal. I never, nobody ever gets to activate. You know why? Because everybody is pretty much on his own. First of all, there's no love between us. And because there's no love between us, we don't get to fuse and engage our diversities to produce beauty. There's got to be a blend of opposites, a blend of diversities. That's why there's a trinity called the Godhead. Am I making a mistake here? So you must learn, when you belong to an organization, to a body, such as the ACE Foundation, You've got to understand that the beauty of the body, that the hand, if you yank off my hand now and drop it on this floor, the only thing that will occur to you is to take it to a burial ground and bury it. It might still be alive, but it will lose its use. I probably appeal to you or make sense to you because I'm a whole. If you dismantle this body now, you, you, will, you, you will look at this body. You can't call any part of this body. You yank off. You can't call it mentor. It will become waste. The only place you will take that yanked off body is the mortuary or wherever. So the only way I can be useful to you is when the parts of my body come together as a whole. Ladies and gentlemen, you must understand that. You guys, you ladies are working too hard. Harder than God expects you to walk. But all your hard work has given you nothing here. Because it will amount to nothing. Nobody will appreciate you until you learn to fuse together with other parts of the body. Dear friend, thank you for listening to today's message. Your life can be very chaotic and sometimes you simply want to give up hope. Want to assure you that God loves you and cares a lot about you. Put your hands on your chest and pray for you. Lord, I ask that this listener, my friend, will experience a turnaround. His life, his finances, his family, her hopes and dreams cause the change she desires to come through quicker than he or she expected. I give you praise for this miracle in the name of Jesus. The Ace Graduate School is Nigeria's premier human resource refinery, reasoned from the East as a solution to the endless search of employers and job seekers. The AGS offers to the employer high-value driven and principle-centered staff and dream jobs to the unemployed. Connect, learn, discover, become the change you wish for. Visit www.acegraduateschool.com and get enrolled today. For further inquiries, call 0816-262-8472. Thank you.